Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome back. It's Mariner's Pod. Thanks for being here once again after a pretty amazing weekend that we're going to dive into in a couple of minutes here. And we'll also hear from Shedlong Jr., of course, the hero yesterday. Over the weekend, Shannon Dreher had a chance to catch up with Shedlong Jr. uh, with a really good conversation. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But, man, Mariner's sweep aside Tampa Bay three walk-offs along the way the Mariners have now won four in a row with that sweep they've won seven of their past eight pretty amazing four-game series I was thinking about it and I'm asking you for your help on this one so let's not look at playoff series let's just look at regular season series just you run of the mill three-game or four-game regular season series. And I'm trying to rack my brain to figure out comparable season series to what we just saw. I mean, think about the context of what happened over the weekend. Not only a four-game sweep, those aren't easy to come by, but a four-game sweep where three of the games were a walk-off, which is pretty ridiculous. Add to that, playing the team that was in the World Series last year, and the team that's been one of the best teams in baseball. And really, the Mariners, uh, they reversed it on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's done it with pitching and defense all season. And we saw the Mariners in four games, a ton of pitching and defense. It was incredible. And, of course, some clutch hitting, especially at the end. And the Mariners beat the Tampa Bay bullpen three times, which is impossible. It's a ridiculous, filthy bullpen full of – Uh, live arms, nasty stuff, and they don't get beat late in games. And the Mariners did it three times. It's just remarkable. So I'm trying to think. So I'm I'm hoping you can send me MarinersPod at Mariners.com. Give me your thought. What does this compare to? Give me your thoughts on series that stand out in your mind over the years for whatever reason that compare to the Tampa Bay series. Just regular season no playoff series, just regular season series along these lines. I'm very anxious to hear your responses. I'm very excited to do that. So let's kind of let's hear let's hear the walk-offs. This is gonna be fun. So let's go back to the first game of the series, Thursday. And that was, I know it's it's probably hard to keep all the walk-offs straight. That was the Kyle Seeger walk-off to start the series. The Mariners looking for a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the Fairbanks 0-1 pitch on the way to Kyle Seager. Swing the ground ball, base in the right field. The Mariners win it. Bowers will score. Kyle Seager with a pinch hit. RBI walk-off single here in the bottom of the ninth. And the Mariners come from behind and beat the Rays 6-5 to to take the opening game of this four-game series. And Seager's getting mobbed out there in shallow right field. Okay, so that was a great way to start the series, clearly. Mariners win game one. Now, game two, the non-walkoff, that was all you say, who was excellent again. Seven innings of one-run ball, fan six, bullpen closes it down. Mariners win what turned out to be the whole home game of the series. They went 5-1 to one in game two of the series. So at that point, they already have the split secured going into game three of the series. 
That's when J.P. Crawford would come up large early. Fleming ready, and the 0-1 to Crawford, swinging a drive deep to right field. Margot going back, and this one is gone! Grand salami time! Grandma, get out the right bread and mustard! It is grand salami time! J.P. Crawford with a line shot into the lower deck in straightaway right field. His fifth home run of the season. And he has just been on a roll, smashing the Grand Slam. What a day that was at the ballpark. The Mariners wearing the steelhead jerseys, the celebration. It was a fantastic day at the yard. Now, Tampa, though, would tie it with two outs in the ninth, a home run. So we go into the 10th inning, 5-5. Credit Rafael Montero, too. He's a hero in the last two games of this thing where – he twice, two days in a row, kept Tampa Bay off the board in the 10th inning to give the Mariners a golden opportunity to win both games, and they did. This time around, he keeps Tampa Bay off the board in the 10th inning. J.P. Crawford, the ghost runner at second base, and Mitch Hanniger wasting no time. First pitch. Here comes his first pitch. Swung on, lasered into left field. That's down for a base hit. J.P. Crawford rounding third base. He's being waved in. The throw to plate is not in time. It is party time at home plate. A walk-off winner. J.P. Crawford scores. Mitch Hanniger wins the game. And the Mariners walk it off for the second time in the series. Six to five in ten innings. The Mariners win it. Okay, so the Mariners win game one, six to five walk-off, win game two, five to one, game three, six to five walk-off, and game four, another really good one. As it was close, Marco Gonzalez pitched well, six and a third, two runs, facing Shane McClanahan, who's got wicked stuff, six innings, one run, he fanned eight, handed it over to the bullpen. Mariners, though, tie France, would tie this thing up in the seventh. Thompson delivers, swing, and this is crushed out towards left center field. Did he get all of it? Did he get it all? It's gone. Yes, he did. Game time, solo home run, tie France. This game is even at two. So 2-2, going to the 10th. Montero does the trick again, keeps Tampa Bay off the board. And then the 10th just turned out to be a wild inning. Just the old range of emotions. It was all said and done, bases loaded, two outs, 10th inning, Shedlong Jr. Shedlong Jr. has a chance to win this one in 10 for the Mariners. Castillo sets, fires. Swing out to right field. This is on its way back, and it's gone! Walk-off home run! You did it, Shedlong Jr. It's a walk-off slam. What a moment. The Mariners can't do anything but walk off the Rays. They do it for the third time and sweep aside Tampa Bay in four. It's just, what do you say about this? Unbelievable. Mariners sweep aside Tampa. They take all four games. A well-deserved off day today. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, uh, let's hear from Shedlong after that home run. Obviously, you're elated to win the game, but when you see the ball go over, for your first career grand slam, a walk-off grand slam. I mean, what was it like rounding the bases? What was going through your head? 
Man, it was unbelievable. Honestly, unbelievable. Um, just a great feeling. I mean, it's one of the one of the coolest things you can do in baseball, in my opinion. So, I mean, it was it was a great feeling just rounding the bases and just knowing that I, I was able to help my team win. Hey, Shed, what's it been like these last, you know, uh, these last four games? Not only do you sweep the defending American League champions, but, but you have the three walk-offs to go with it, including yours today. It's just guys taking care of business. I mean, um, it's great. I mean, it's always good when you win. And, I mean, you, you beat a high-caliber team like that, I mean, that's that's a good sign for you. You know, it brings confidence in the locker room, and it just – I think it'll keep us going in the direction that we're going and, and bringing guys together, you know. But, I mean, it's, it's a great feeling to have. And, I mean, I'm just looking forward to keep working and hopefully we can keep it going. You guys have a certain set of confidence, you think, now in these close games that you didn't have before? You're like, all right, we're, we're down a little or it's close or it's the extra innings. We're going to take care of this just because you guys have continually done it. For sure. For sure. I mean, we, we have confidence regardless, you know. I mean, I think that all throughout the game we have confidence and we know that we can get it done at any time. I mean, all it takes is one. And, you know, once you get one hit, things start to get contagious. So, you know, I mean, just got to stay in the game and, you know, fight and battle, fight and battle. And, you know, when, when we find that spot, we find that spot. So there was 18,000 people here today, the most that they've had here. You guys got a standing ovation after you won like that. What was that like? I mean, after last year with no fans and even the beginning and you, you know, just even recently, there was only 9,000 fans, 18,000 fans in a standing ovation. And that was awesome. That was awesome, man. Shout out to all the fans that's, that's coming out and supporting us. You know what I mean? I mean, we can't thank them enough for coming out. You know, last year was tough. We didn't, wasn't able to have those guys, have the fans here and, you know, it was just a, it was a different kind of environment. So, you know, having those, having the fans back and just being able to just have some intensity out there. I mean, it's, it's great. You know, it's, it's a good feeling, you know, it's a, it's a completely different feeling of when there's zero people in the, in the seats and there's 20,000 in the seats, you know, that there's a completely different feeling. There's a completely different vibe in the game. So, you know, it's great. And I'm just happy that we can have them back and, I mean, I'm looking forward to next month when we can just open it up completely. Team, I know you haven't been with them all year, but the team goes on like a week stretch or a 10-day stretch where it's really hot, and then it goes on a 10-day stretch where it gets really cold. How do you minimize the cold stretches as, as a team? Just come in every day and work and, and try to be as consistent as possible. You know, I mean, all you can do is try to be consistent, you know. Wants to control what you can control, and, and once it happens, it happens, you know, no matter what happens. But just come in and control what you can control and, you know, stay stay at one level. You know, don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just stay at one level and try to keep it consistent and just control what you can control. Who is the person that throws the baby powder when you do the walk-offs? Because that, that seems pretty vicious, the baby powder. Um, honestly, I don't even know. Um, I wouldn't even that that whole honestly that whole moment is just like it it was kind of a blur you know I mean I, I don't even know who threw what um, I just enjoyed it. <laughs> I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask after moments like that, sometimes players say that it, it kind of goes by without like as you said it kind of being a blur. Like, what do you kind of remember from that moment? Um. 
I remember stepping in the box and just saying, just get the barrel there. Just just be short to it and just get a base hit. I mean, and after that, just boom. It was just like, here we are now. I'm right here talking to y'all. <laughs> Since Scott was talking today about people, you know, looking at you guys as a, as a good team, and, and he said at some point people are going to take notice. I mean, when do you think people are going to start taking notice of what you guys are doing? Considering, like, you're, you're two games over 500 and the amount of injuries that this team has had all season as well. I mean, if they haven't yet, then they better now. I mean, that's the, that's the best answer I got. I mean, we're going to come out, we're going to compete, we're going to play hard, and we're going to put the ball in play and do what we got to do. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, if they haven't realized now, it's, it's a little too late to realize now. And how about Scott's service after the ball game? Yeah, it's quite an exclamation point to, to put on the, the weekend, uh, for sure. Um, you know, coming into this series, um, I mentioned early on, I was looking forward to it. I thought our team was as well to kind of see where we were at. Um, and, and obviously confidence growing, whatnot. But what a series. Um, everybody chipping in huge, huge outings out of our, our pitching staff, our bullpen guys, uh, offensively. Uh, coming up with big hits right when you think we're down and out. Uh, guys have great at bat, keep extending innings, and then you get the big big knock, big homer uh, whenever we needed it. So uh, a really awesome effort. Uh, couldn't be any more excited about this group going forward. Again, we're playing uh, on, on top of our game right now, and it's really fun to watch young players' confidence grow and, and what they can do and the excitement they bring. And hopefully our fans are enjoying it. Uh, I know they are and our coaching staff is. It's, it's been a lot of fun here this weekend. So, um, again, about the game, certainly Marco, uh, that's what we're used to seeing out of Marco, going out, dominating the zone, ahead and counts, lower pitch count, getting deep in the ball game, And, you know, wasn't quite able to, to get out of the seventh, but our, our bullpen picked him up. Uh, like I said, Ty France, big game tying homer and then, you know, we got some pressure on them late and shed coming through with the, with the blast there, uh, you know, in the 10th inning. So um, awesome day, uh, great weekend, but I'll take your questions. Scott, the, uh, after, uh, after the uh, Doss home, uh, 18,000, your largest crowd today, gave you a standing ovation for the weekend. What, what was that like seeing? You're, you're cutting in and out a little bit, Ryan. I think you're talking about our, uh, our the size of our crowd today uh, being the largest uh, that we've seen all year. And you certainly felt it. Uh, there was no question. Uh, fans were into the game. It was a fun game to be a part of. Hits were hard to come by today on both sides. You know, the pitching was outstanding. And, uh, you know, when you come through late like that and, you know, nobody's left the ballpark, they're on their feet. Uh, it means a lot. And these are experiences that are, you know, a lot of our young players have never had. Uh, they're not used to having fans in the stands. So uh, uh, really feel we got a good vibe here at home right now. We've played very well at home. We play defense. We pitch well. And like I said, the timely hitting is it's what it's all about. Before the game, you talked about wanting to see Marco have a Marco type out in. Is that what you were looking for for him? From that's him? exactly that. That's that's Marco Gonzalez. Um, you know, he, he just very much on the attack today. He had great fastball command. Uh, got the change up going, uh, all of his pitches really, uh, outstanding today. We made some nice double plays behind him. I thought, you know, Ty France started a, a quick double play off the bat of Meadows and that one inning that really helped him out as well. So, uh, that's what we're used to seeing out of Marco, really good competitor. And he had the stuff to back it up today. Scott, how is Ty's wrist? 
Yeah, it, it's concerning. I think, you know, it's one of the things that he feels once in a while on, on certain swings. We're going to have it relooked at. I'll probably get another picture of an MRI uh, tomorrow, uh, off day, uh, well-deserved off day for all of us. We've had one off day uh, since May 20th. So this has been a grind and certainly went through a lot of players. A lot of guys are, are a little banged up right now, but we'll take a look at Ty, uh, get another MRI, see where that's at. And Hopefully it's nothing too serious, but it's maybe a couple days off and he'll be okay again. But he's been fantastic since he came back from the IL stint he had earlier. It's been what we've expected out of Ty France. He hits, he hits, he hits in big spots. He hits the breaking ball and uh, hopefully don't, don't miss him uh, for too much time. Scott, you mentioned confidence. Uh, wasn't too long ago. You guys were five games below 500. Uh, now you're two games above 500 for the first time since I think May 8th. You're winning these close games coming from behind. Uh, I guess, what can you just say about all that and your ability to rally and, and where you guys are at this point in the season? Yeah, we've talked, you know, when the season started, this is going to be a team that, you know, you're going to see some highs. They're very high. We're going through it right now. You're going to see a few lows and, and you think, oh, you know, the, the Mariners are never going to win another game. Uh, but when you look at it, you know, we are getting better. And that's what I really focus on is how we're playing. You know, we're, we're executing, we're doing the little things right, we're running the bases the right way, we're playing defense, we're throwing strikes. The timely hitting, that comes and goes. You know, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun when it's there, it's not there every day, but we're getting better. And, and that's what excites me with this group as they continue to gain experience. Uh, got a lot of baseball yet to play, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Hopefully we can keep them healthy. That's been the, the, a struggle uh, at times this year, but um, really proud of this group. Hey, Scott, did you think that Long's hit was going to make it out or was going to kind of bang off the wall there? Uh, it was great that it went out. I was just excited that I think Margot was in right field, was not going to catch it. So that was going to be a game winner. But uh, uh, big at bat, obviously, uh, you know. But Luis Torrens had a really good day as well. You know, he gets down in the count in that spot and doesn't chase. He extends the, extends the inning and, and allows those left-handers to get up there. So a lot, of, a lot of good things that maybe doesn't show up as the hero or in the box score everybody gets excited about, but a lot of good stuff happening um, throughout at-bats and, and out on the field defensively. How does Dylan Moore figure into that, being able to drop the bunt down and then heads up running there in the 10th? Yeah, re really good. I mean, everybody thinks everybody should be able to bunt. It's an easy thing. Just get the bunt down. You know, it's not always that easy, uh, but he, he executed it. You put pressure on them. You force them to make a play. And, you know, pitcher coming in, we hadn't seen Castillo all series. He got caught up. Uh, should I go to third? Should I go to first? And it worked out for us. And, you know, we did a lot of really good things today. Hey, Scott, how important is it for the young guys as they continue to improve to see that, that commitment day to day bears fruition to what's happened in this series? Well, I think, you know, we, we talk often about, you know, the, you know, each ball player's got 10 or 12 things on their checklist they do when they come to the ballpark every day, you know, and in those different areas, just focus on getting 1% better. If that's 1% better in the weight room or you're 1% better because you spent time in the training room and you're healthier now or in the batting cage or out in the field or in the bullpen, you know, whatever you need to do to continue to get better. That's what the focus is with young players. And uh, when you start to see um, all the, the time and effort and it pay off, you know, with winning big games and them coming through and gaining confidence, it's, it's very gratifying. Uh, they should feel very good about where we're at, but we got a lot of baseball yet to play. And uh, we got a lot to learn about this group yet, but we're definitely moving in the right direction. Scott, where would you guys be without JT Chargois, Drew Steckenrider, and Paul Seawall? Not in the spot we're in right now. Um, pretty obvious. Those guys have their ability to come in 
and throw zeros up and not just with, you know, because they have one dominant pitch, they're pitching, you know, they're all those guys. Everybody looks at them. all oh, they're right-handers. Now they're all different. Stuck rides the ball up. Shaggy's got the breaking ball. Seawell is very deceptive in how he does it. You know, Monty's got the fastball changeup. Graveman the sinker. So, you know, you're, you're trying to mix and match and put those guys in, in spots where they can have success, but they're doing an awesome job. And it really, if you put it in a nutshell, they throw strikes. When we throw strikes because we can defend, we're really good. And that's what you're seeing. Okay, so here we go. Mariners have an off day today. They'll take on Colorado coming up in two games at home, another off day, and then a really tough road trip coming up. So we'll see what the Mariners can do in the next two ball games. You know, things are going to be really interesting in this series against Colorado. One of the most bizarre seasons a team can possibly have. When you look at Colorado, 30 and 43 on the season, Their year has been wildly different depending on where they are. When they're at home, 25 and 16. Good, really good team. I mean, that nine games above 500, that is solid. When they are on the road, they have the worst road record by percentage in baseball history 5 and 27. 25 and 16 at home, 5 and 27 on the road. It is surreal and bizarre, and their numbers fall in line exactly how you would think. It's bizarre. They pitch better at home than on the road. They hit way better at home than on the road. That part's probably not a surprise. The pitching one is a real head-scratcher. It has just been a really strange year for Colorado. So they will come in for two games, and then the Mariners will hit the road on a road trip. We'll talk more about that as we move through the week, but... Things get pretty interesting for the M's now. Winners of four in a row, two games above 500 at 38 and 36. And uh, they get a day on Monday, day to day to really enjoy it. And why not? That was solid. Now, 23 and 15 at home, by the way. So the Mariners playing some good baseball at home this year, which is great to see. So can't wait to see what happens in Colorado. We'll talk to you then, or happens against Colorado, I should say. It's good that they're coming here, given the the numbers. Shed Long Jr., of course, a hero yesterday. Shannon Dreyer, a nice long conversation with Shed. Here it is. It was very long. Uh, Tough at times, you know, it it taught me patience. Uh, There was times where I wasn't depressed, but I felt like I was, you know, sometimes just because, I mean, I was missing the game so much and, you know, seeing my team out playing and, you know, I'm not able to be out there, you know, so it was tough for sure. But, you know, it, it, it definitely taught me a virtue of patience and, you know, it's definitely it's going to help me in the long run, you know, and I mean, at the end of the day, it was some time that I needed to take to get my body right so that I don't have to deal with this longer in my career you know you know they say playing with injury is part of the game or playing with hurt is part of the game but what did you learn about that um it is part of the game but I mean there comes a point in time where your body says that's enough and you have to listen to it you know what I mean because I played through it for a long time but you know like I said there's a point in time where your body says that's enough like we have to fix this and that was that was to the point that I was at it, it needed to be fixed you know 
We got to spring training, and it looked like you were going, and then there was a setback. And we saw you on the backfield, and I mean, you would never know that there was a setback unless somebody had told you that. You were taking at bats, and it seemed like every sim game and everything else and doing everything you could, and you were doing it with an incredible attitude, too. As I said, you wouldn't know. How important was it that you kind of keep your head up through all of this? Oh, I mean, it's always important, you know. Um I mean, the only thing you can do is control what you can control and, and just be positive about everything, you know. And for me, that's what I try to do every day, come in and be positive and just keep a smile on my face and put a smile on others' face, you know. So, I mean, there's things that you have to deal with and there's adversity that you have to go through. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're here, we're living, you know. So, I mean, we're blessed. We got to live like it. Now you're living back on the big field here. Lovely. <laughs> yes, loving it. Yes. And I know a lot of work went into getting back you get healthy but then you've got to get your swing back I think we saw it last night when did you start to feel normal at the plate again um last night was the first time I actually felt pretty good and felt like I could do what I what I was trying to do you know so I mean I'm just looking to just keep it going from there for sure we look at you and you're a guy that can hit we know that we've seen you use the whole field we see you with the power too when did you find your swing what step along the way has been most instrumental in creating who you are at the plate? Um, I think it was the years, the years in Cincinnati where I was able to work closely with Barry Larkin and Eric Davis. Um, was definitely the time, the most crucial time for me, and it was, it was kind of a time where I. I gained a lot of knowledge that wasn't from experience, you know. A lot of my knowledge now that I'm gaining is from experience of playing in big league games and just being in the big leagues and learning, seeing things every day. But, you know, when I was with those guys for the couple of years in Cincinnati, that was time where it was just like they was just giving me the knowledge that they had from experience. And so that was that was huge for me, and, and you know, it, it's still stuff from there that I still use to this day. I was going to say, what's something that you go back to regularly with that? I mean, regularly it's just some stuff that we do in the cage, you know, just some drills of keeping your hands inside of the ball and working on your bat path and stuff like that. Just little things, you know, that help, help fix things that... Sometimes you can't just fix them by saying, hey, you're doing this and just go fix it. You know, it's little stuff, little drills you have to do to try to get yourself back on track. So it's just, it's a lot of stuff, cage work, you know, that I have and just mental stuff, you know, that I just remember at times when there's a situation, you know. You know, you mentioned those two from Cincinnati. I've heard their names so many times. Larkin in particular has had influence on so many players. How important has he been to this game? Oh, I mean, he's been he's been amazing to this game, you know. The things that he's given to the game on the field are great, but, you know, the stuff that he's given back off of the field, the knowledge to the younger guys and just the time and the work and help he's put in with guys, it's just, I mean, it means the world to all the guys he's helping, especially to me. As I said, I hear it from a lot of people, anyone that's gone anywhere near the Reds, and even just Florida, for that matter. Right. There are groups that, oh, yeah, we all work together yep. with Barry, which right. was, was pretty pretty cool to hear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Give us a refresher. I mean, what do you want people to see in you when you are at the plate? You, when you are going good, what are you out there? Whatever you want me to be. <laughs> <laughs> you to be what you want to be out there you know what you are (laughs) i feel like 
I feel like I'm everything. When when it's going right, I'm. I mean, it, you can you can expect anything from me. You know, for sure. Lastly, uh, moving around a little bit, left field. We've seen a little bit of that. How much? What's that like to be standing? I mean, that's a lot of real estate to be out. You don't have as many people around you. You got Ooh. fans behind you, but right. I mean, basically, you've just got whoever's in center to talk with. I mean, how is that for you? Um, guys in center can't hear you, so, I mean, you don't really talk to them. I feel like I had more interaction with fans last night than I had with my center fielder. But, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot of real estate, but it's, it's fun out there, you know. It's a new position to learn. It just makes, it gives me more options, you know. I mean, and so it's nice to be able to be out there and keep learning and learning the game, learning different positions of the game.